0: Good morning. So this morning I thought to offer just a, a couple of reflections based on some of the experiences that you've been sharing in the practice meetings. So at this point in the retreat there's a range of different experiences that people seem to be going through. Some of you in phases of refined stillness and samadhi. Some of you may be more bouncing around a bit. So this morning I wanted to offer just a couple of suggestions for helping to keep the practice steady at this stage of the retreat. So I don't know if you remember uh, in one of my earlier talks, I brought in this analogy from the suttas of the king's cook. And the metaphor was the Skillful cook would observe what kind of dishes the king took and then make more of those. And as a result, he would get rewarded. And the analogy is that in the same way, we want to pay attention to what's happening in our mind and choose the appropriate practice that's going to help our mind get the most benefit, you could say the most nourishment. So... As a support for that process, it can be helpful at the start of a sitting, at the start of a walking, just to do a quick kind of check-in to get a sense of, how am I now? How is this being now? I think of it as a kind of a pre-flight check. And to do that, I use three really simple questions. The first one is, what's happening in the body? Then, what's happening in the heart mind? And then, lastly, how am I relating to this experience? Or what's the attitude in the mind about it? So, just dropping in those three questions is a, a way of getting a simple kind of snapshot of what's going on in our experience, so we can get a sense of that. So, you might just play with that now. Just drop in that question what's happening in the body? just very simple maybe there's a bit of an ache in the back maybe there's some heaviness or maybe there's some lightness and a feeling of energetic flow so you've just got a little quick snapshot of how the body is and then in the same way what's happening in the heart, the mind so thoughts emotions, moods mind states mental qualities is the mind bright or dull is there a lot of thinking or little thinking we're not overthinking this but just getting a quick first hit how's the heart mind and then the third question how am I relating to this experience Or what's the attitude in the mind about it? And here we get to see the subtle or perhaps not so subtle attitudes of wanting or not wanting. Maybe that energetic leaning into experience or away from experience. Maybe metaphorically trying to push the river. And so this last question can reveal if maybe one or more of the hindrances are present. So again, just a moment to check. What's the attitude in the mind about what's happening right now? And it's pretty common for this last question to reveal some kind of resistance. That's wanting your experience to be different in some way. And I don't know about for you, but for me, often what would be revealed are what I call if only statements. If only I didn't have to deal with this back pain, then I'd really be able to practice. If only I wasn't so bored, then I'd be able to practice. If only I could get rid of this anxiety, then I'd be able to practice. If only I wasn't so tired, if only I had more energy, then I'd be able to practice. Or if only I could stop obsessing about my ex partner, then I'd be able to practice. So there are so many different if-only's. Maybe I'm, maybe it's just me, but maybe there's one or two of you out there who might have these kind of if-only fantasies. And often they're lurking just below the level of consciousness but they're still driving us in some way. So there was a training slogan I heard a few years ago that was so helpful for me, showing up these hidden resistances. And that slogan is, if it's in the way, it is the way. If it's in the way, it is the way. I think that came from the Stoic tradition originally. But for me, it just revealed so many semi-conscious beliefs about what I thought was supposed to be happening. It also revealed a kind of procrastination, the sense that, well, I can't really practice diligently now because of that assumed problem. But when that problem's gone, well, yeah, then I'll be really practicing. (laughs) So if you do recognize that kind of resistance or maybe that procrastination, see if you can let... Whatever that problem is, be the practice. So if it's back pain, see if you can get curious, get interested about what that experience is. If it's boredom, get interested in boredom. If it's anxiety or low energy or obsessing about your ex-partner, get to know all of those states. And in that way, those supposed obstacles... They become vehicles, vehicles for deepening insight and understanding. And it's a way of befriending our minds. So just before we move into some more silent practice together, there's a poem I'd like to share on this theme of befriending our own minds. And it comes from a passage in the Theragata, which you may know are the verses of the elder nuns. And these poems were compiled 2,600 years ago. And I find it quite incredible that we can still hear the voices of some of these practitioners, female practitioners, so many centuries later. And this collection was recently reinterpreted by Matty Weingast. So I'll share his interpretation of the poem called Danica, the Elephant. It says... While walking along the river, after a long day meditating on Vulture Peak, I watched an elephant splashing its way out of the water and up the bank. Hello, my friend, a man waiting there said, scratching the elephant behind its ear. Did you have a good bath? The elephant stretched out its leg, the man climbed up, and the two rode off like that together. Seeing what had once been so wild, now a friend and companion to this good man, I took a seat under the nearest tree and reached out a gentle hand to my own mind. Truly, I thought, this is why I came to the woods. So let's reach out a gentle hand to our own minds as we slide into the silence and and the stillness now. As we come towards the end of the meditation, just tuning into the heart mind again now. And particularly noticing any skillful qualities that have been strengthened through this meditation. Maybe the mindfulness is just a little more steady. And refined. Maybe there is some more clarity or kindness, perhaps just a little more ease and acceptance. Some patience, some equanimity, some determination. Just sensing into what's true for you, any benefits that have come from this meditation. the wish that those benefits might be shared might be a contribution to the welfare and the happiness and the freedom of all beings everywhere may we know peace Thank you for your practice. I hope you can appreciate this day. See you this evening.